I can't believe you watched that trash. I don't, I don't understand the appeal. How can you listen to that? Why are you so into this? Ever heard these phrases about something you love from your friends and loved ones? Wish that you could sit them down and explain to them the merits of your favorite things in a non-judgmental conversation? Welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast all about your problematic faves. I'm your host, Brandon Beck. And I'm your co-host, Beth Scorzato. And we're here to listen. Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to... Oh, fuck. What's the show called? <laughs> welcome to... Uh, I think you'd be into think, it. The uh, podcast about your problematic faves. I, I was literally about to say, like, this is the thing you'd be into. I'm like, that's not correct at all. I'm ostensibly the host of this program. And <laughs> Consummate professionals. Con- I, I am a... This, this is like my college radio days where I would just eat chips into the microphone Every, everyone's favorite. Uh, oh, yeah, and, and would announce it as if that would somehow remove culpability from the fact that I was eating, and I got really drunk on the air one time and sang a couple Bare Naked Ladies songs. It got weird at WPSR. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, uh, the podcast about your problematic faves. Take two. <laughs> um, I'm Brandon Beck. Uh, I'm Beth Scorzato. And, uh, we are your co-hosts. We are your co-hosts. Um, our guest today is uh, Yuhui Mercado. Hello. Uh, who is a cartoonist, writer, uh, bon vivant. Generally good dude. <laughs> Man about town. Mm-hmm. Um, though before we get to Yehudi. Wearing a great hat about pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah We're in a dope-ass hat. Before before we get to today's topic at hand, um, I got some beef. Uh-oh. I got, I got some what? beef. With me? Uh, not with you. Uh, just with in me? Ju- uh, did you wait? With a I did. This um so since this is your your uh the podcast Am I about to mediate here? are you about to fight yeah. with me about Diglett on air I am oh I am is this that? is this is the podcast about your problematic faves okay and uh recently a a certain I won't say which but a host of this program went on the social networking website twitter.com and began talking shit about the Pokemon known as Diglett okay. the cutest Pokemon of all <laughs> to be clear. One has to, like, say multiple things to be talking shit. Two, did I stutter when I said don't at me? Oh. oh. I, I added you, and I believe my exact thing was, we're going to have to talk about this when you get home. <laughs> so we're talking about this now. Right. Diglett. It's a dumb Pokemon. It's, he's it. adorable. That's all I said. He's adorable. Yeah, see, he's, a, he's, a little, he's a little, little guy that just pops out from under the ground and is like, Mark. And in the new one, he has Joe Walsh hair. This is Diglett. Diglett oh, is a stupid yeah. Pokemon. He's, he's the Kinda cutest. Looks like a toe. He looks yeah. a little bit like a toe. Looks a little bit like a, a, a Wang. Um, <laughs> but uh, w- one this is where he, he has hair now in the new one. Oh, I see. A, a certain co-host of this program felt the need to trash talk the cutest and best Pokemon um, <laughs> on the Twitter.com. Wow. Okay, I would like everybody who listens to this to please. Now go on to don't don't tweet at us. Tweet directly at Brandon at Hell Yes Brandon because he's just made some claims about <laughs> Diglett being the cutest and best Pokemon. Or so I think you should all now yeah, that's tell a bold him cutest tell and him best. yeah I think you should all tell him the myriad reasons he's wrong. Um, or conversely, uh, <laughs> send us your Beth and Diglett fan art. 
of Beth hanging out with some Diglets, and she's some like, you know what? Fiction about them. Yeah, she's like, you know what? You're right. Diglets are great. Hey, why don't we kiss? Yo, there you go. you're making yeah, a distinction here. I would hang out with Diglets. Okay. <laughs> I would hang out with any Pokemon. They're just like sweet, dumb animals, and I love hanging out with animals. It's a stupid Pokemon. Ooh. I have never used it in battle. It's a great Pokemon. It, it yeah, knows Pokemon Dig. Pokemon is pocket monster. He's yes. more pocket than monster. That is true. Also, if you spend too much time while pick any state of inebriation you want, <laughs> thinking about what's going on under the earth with the Diglett, you can get to some horrifying places. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen drawings He's online. He's probably a grave robber, right? He might be a grave robber, but I've, I've seen pictures online where it's like tiny little Diglett above ground, and then below oh, ground is like, like an, uh, a like kaiju heard. monster. Yeah, oh. and like then the th- when and it turns probably into... probably like, Probably, yeah. yeah. And when it turns yeah. into Doug Trio and they all like share one brain. Yeah. Like, I, it's just like a weird three-headed... Yeah, one... Like, um, uh, one amazing Joe Walsh haircut and one brain. No, no, I just no. Yeah. So that's my beef in our new section. I got beef. Our new segment uh, that's <laughs> debating this week. <laughs> can, can we get you just doing a clean and we'll just use that yeah. from here on out? I got beef. So now that the we're never doing that again. So now now that the beef has been uh, broiled, mm-hmm. um, it's time. Braised, yep. and broiled. braised and braised okay. and broiled. I'm not even um, getting into because he's been marinating on it. Yes. Oh he, my god. You can broil <laughs> beef, but you got to do it real fast. Yeah, you broil your it brisket. Too, yeah. It gets too dry. Get, don't get your brisket in a broil. That's not. A thing. That's one hundred percent a thing. You've just never been to the south. I've been. To, we've been dating for ten years. I have been to the south. Don't get your briskets in a broil. Now don't, it's multiple briskets. Don't, don't get your briskets yeah. in a broil. Don't get your your muffins in the tin. Don't get your uh, don't get your ham all out of hock. Ham hocks. I'm making this up. Don't 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 bow your jangles at me. <laughs> is broasting a thing? Yes. I couldn't. One one of them is a. It's a type of yeah. It's a type of, of okay. cooking. You can roast something. Roast. Wasn't there a West Wing episode where they talked about yes. braising and broiling and broasting or something? They did. They were talking they about turkeys. Anyway. anyway. So now that we got the, now that we got the beef out of the way. There we go. Uh Yehudi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having Very me. Very sorry about that. Um let's talk for a second about your new your new comic book. Yeah. Uh Hero Hotel. Hero Hotel, everyone. What can you tell us about Hero Hotel? Uh it's an all ages graphic novel about a kid named Chet who uh he works in a hotel for superheroes. So yeah. I've read I've actually read the first issue. It's delightful. Nice, thank you. The the art is is very very fantastic. Oh, thank you. Uh, and speaking and of, that is through Fanbase Press. Yes, and fan people can get it on Comicsology. Yeah, yeah. Comicsology, HeroHotelComic.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you've also uh, lately become something of a political firebrand. Um, with <laughs> I've your, always been a firebrand. True, everyone's noticing it now. <laughs> uh, with your awesome uh, Trump drawings. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, yeah, no, that guy can. <laughs> that guy's the fucking worst. It's like, well, as far as Beth will probably think, it's probably Diglett and then Trump. <laughs> you would vote I love you. Um, I would vote for Diglett over many people. He's just a dumb Pokemon. Well, how, how about this? Diglett or Joe Biden? If that was the, pri- di- the, the Democratic primary in four years. Diglett or Joe Biden? Diamond Joe, obviously. Yeah. But 
Diamond Joe won't evolve into three Diamond Joes with won't Joe he? Walsh haircut. Won't he? No. That is true. Won't I have he? finger guns. Yeah. Fucking... I mean, that was what I was going to say, too. Maybe the glasses, ice cream. You don't know what the fuck's going on. That's true. Joe Walsh hasn't hit level 35 yeah, yet. Yeah. Joe so. Walsh? Joe Walsh. Joe Fuck Biden. me. <laughs> God damn it. Like, I thought we were getting... Joe Walsh or Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yes, both of them. Hey. All right. So, so what's... Anyway, um, good yeah, political so cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. So oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I have a GoFundMe going on right now. Oh, cool! It's called uh, "Not My President." It's like a children's book, fake children's book. All the proceeds awesome. go to Planned Parenthood. The, oh, cool! Uh, ACL. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. And that can be found. Uh, GoFundMe, and then search for "Not My President." Okay. And okay. it's a bunch of uh, people in the animation industry. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Each taking a layout. Yeah, that sounds. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like an awesome thing to do for that. <laughs> Fucking reprehensible monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, those. So now, speaking of non-reprehensible things, we we brought you here to talk about uh, bunheads. Yeah, bunheads. Everybody. Uh, that was that was <laughs> just so everybody knows that was Amy Sherman Palladino's jam after right after the Gilmore Girls. Later. Yeah. Yes, after Gilmore Girls. Okay. Yeah, and which I had never even watched even one episode of Gilmore Girls. Oh, really? You know, yeah. by the time I you know, blew through all of Bunhead's. So. Sure. So that was my first Amy Sherman Palladino okay. joint to experience. She she gets compared to Aaron Sorkin a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she does do a lot of very fast dialogue, but um, unlike Aaron Sorkin, she's capable of writing a woman. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Bam! Right out the gate. Brap! Diglett could probably write a woman. <laughs> Diglett could. Diglett. Yeah. I, I, you know, I went and saw Diglett's one-man show, but halfway through, he got enough experience to hit level 35, so it became a three-man show. Um, they didn't nice. change the ticket price, which was fantastic. <laughs> so, what is our, as our yeah. thing usually goes, we give you a, up top, what is your 30-second elevator pitch on Bunheads and why you think someone might be into it? All right. Bunheads is a hour-long dramedy. Uh, about a ex uh, Broadway dancer who, by happenstance, moves to the small town, marries a guy. Guy dies. She now has to live with the guy's mother, and that runs a dance studio. Okay. And why might people be into it? Uh, be into it for the great characters. Like it's one of those like town of quirky characters kind of dramedies, like mm-hmm. uh, Northern Exposure. Definitely like Gil- Gilmore Girls. So it's got the quirky cast of characters. But without the like spookiness of like a Twin Peaks or something. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's just delightful. It is. And it's about finding your passion. And if you haven't reached success in finding your passion, maybe there's another avenue. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I am familiar with Bunheads. <laughs> I also watched it and loved it. Yeah. Uh, Brandon... Was yeah. around while I was watching it, but has no memory of I've it. I've definitely seen clips of it. I've seen when uh, they did a They Might Be Giants song. They did a dance to Birdhouse in Your Soul. But other than that, uh, the closest thing I've I've seen to Bunheads is I saw Black Swan, and it upset me. No, <laughs> not close yeah, at all. It's, and I think I saw Black Swan before, and I hadn't really appreciated, because the big knock on Black Swan was like a lot of close-ups. You never really saw like... Them dancing. A, a, sure. A wide shot of actual dancing. Yeah. And then when you see Bunheads, you're like, holy shit. Oh, okay, that's how you... Yeah, these girls are actually dancing. dancing. Yeah. Yeah, which is so it's, impressive. Also, the great part about the show is like it's half 
you know, the Michelle character and mm-hmm. her dealing with, you know, not being a dancer anymore. The lovely Sutton Foster. Yeah. She's oh, amazing. I didn't realize she was, yeah, yeah. She was oh, in this yeah. one. And then half sort of teen high school show, because it was on yeah. ABC Family. Oh, okay. So it has the teen sort of school aspect, to aspect it. also. Okay, I thought this was the CW jam. No. no. It okay. was on ABC Family. Yeah, ABC Family. And it also, I don't know, it just, it, it only had one, it was such a shame that it only had the one season because it dealt with so many things. You know, it dealt with, you know, finding your passion, with finding yourself in a weird situation. It dealt yeah. with that teen stuff. It was a really, the stuff with um his mother was a really interesting portrait of grief. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like it, it covers like, a like lot the pilot, of things. The guy dies. Okay, he's, like, she's a she's a dancer in Vegas actually. Yeah. Okay, and he yeah. always comes to see her and he loves her and he proposes to her and she marries him just kind of as like a yeah whatever I'll marry you and then yeah, you he really... dies and it turns out that all of this stuff got left to her so she goes up yeah. to this this small town and like meets his mother who disapproves that you know he, she can't believe he married this showgirl. You know, and she's never met her before. And who is who are who are you to come in and now own my house and all of my things? Yeah, yeah. you know. And it's really a love story between them too. Yeah, because she's the the mother's. A, you know, she runs a dance school. She was a famous. Yeah, dancer. she was a famous dancer. She okay. toured the, the world. And she's played by Kelly Bishop, who was who was Gilmore Emily Gilmore's Gilmore. mother. Oh, okay, yeah. sure, 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 sure. And she's yeah. phenomenal. She's yeah. just a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's also, it's her one dealing with, you know, the loss of her son, mm-hmm. while also dealing with basically the loss of her whole world, right. you know? Suddenly everything is turned upside down, there's this new woman here, she... And would be like the ideal daughter had it not been for this situation, yeah. which is okay. like, like, they'd be best friends like the Gilmore Girls had it not been... This particular know, situation. situation where the, sure. The where she dies. now is yeah. more of an interloper than a family. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, now, what if I have, and the, the, well, probably one of the reasons why I didn't watch it is because I just don't have that much interest in dance. But the same well, can be said about Friday Night Lights. I yeah, couldn't exactly. care less about football. Right. Yeah. yeah. Does it this is... show have Connie Britton in it? <laughs> no. It, it is. It is Sutton about. Foster is kind of like a yeah, Connie Britton. A little like, bit because she's in love great. With her immediately. <laughs> But like it, it is. It is about dance, and there is obviously one like very beautiful number per episode. But it's 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 not about dance. Sure, they do. It's about relationships. A nice even like full dance sequences where it's like not even part of the narrative. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of dream sequences where they they let oh the, the oh that's cool. Do like a full beautiful yeah. dance sequence. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And like then there are some take, that are part yeah. of the narration yeah. narrative, but yeah, there are these yeah. beautifully beautifully shot too. You're right; yeah. a lot of them are all single take because you're not going to interrupt in the middle of a dance to cut. Yeah. yeah. And since it's a Amy Sherman Palladino show, yeah, it's very talky. Dialogue is like rapid fire, and that's one of the reasons. Like I just kept hearing about her dialogue and like, oh, it's you know real snappy. Sure. And you know I sit and draw while the TV is on, so I love like things like West Wing. Yeah. Stuff where it's just rapid fire dialogue where I don't really have to look up that much. Sure. Yeah. But then the problem with bunheads is like then you start to like ah. look up and watch yeah. the whole dance sequences and yeah. Yup. Yeah, yeah. I really appreciated too, even the, the teen stuff, a lot of when you get a teen storyline nowadays, it's all very angst and people sleeping together and whatever. But it was more about the relationship between the four like core teen girls it was about girl yeah. it was about female friendships the four buns well right. it was about female friendships and when it did stray outside of that it was it was about relationships like one of the girls her big thing is that she 
she's one of those girls whose parents are never around. She's got like these rich parents and they're not there and they don't take care of her. But rather than going to the like stereotypical trope of therefore she's like sleeping around and being crazy and throwing, throwing parties. It was more about like her severe loneliness of from that and like yeah. how she lashes out at others over it. Oh, wow. And that's Sasha, right? And yeah. Her father's gay too. So that, oh, wow. I mean, you never really yeah. saw that before. Yeah. Cause this show came out when like, I'll say it was like 2012. Maybe 13? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was... New York. Yeah, I think it was when we were in Carroll Gardens. Oh, nice. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but it was... Yeah, it was great. Did it Did it run a full 22 or was it like 13? Uh, I, I think be- it's 13. Yeah, but, they, but the thing with ABC Family is like they ran the first like eight. Sure. And that kind of felt yeah. like a season. Gotcha. 2012 Even like, to 2013. Yeah. And there were 18 episodes, weirdly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it must have been nine and nine. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those like half season, but there was like a, I think a full year between sure. the two seasons, even though they call it one season. Gotcha. Yeah, where there's where, where there's like a sort of natural like stopping point mm-hmm. in the middle, yeah. like like I'm assuming the zombie bunhead finally got <laughs> finally got out of the barn. That's right. <laughs> yeah. The bunhead Negan uh, smashes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I watched a couple clips and I was surprised at how violent this yeah. show was. Oh, yeah, right? Like I was not <laughs> expecting to see Sutton Foster's eyeball just <laughs> just, just right out, out there. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. premiered June twenty twelve, and then it ran. Uh, yeah, it ran through August, and then it came back in January twenty thirteen. Yeah. Oh, and gotcha. Ran. And I think the other through February, and then it was done. I hadn't really watched anything else on ABC Family. Like Greek was another. Oh show yeah, yeah. Greek was running at that point. The there was another one. I actually did watch Greek, but I didn't watch it till it was over. Oh yeah. That was another one I found on Netflix. And there was that one where that Jim Gaffigan the... was like a minor character on. I don't. Uh, know. There's one with uh, what's her name, Shailene Woodley, right, as the pregnant. Yes, yeah, Secret Life of the American Teenager. Yeah, with Molly Ringwald. Are you thinking that was on TBS? <laughs> if you're thinking about the baseball one, yes, that was on TBS. Possibly. That's called My Boys. Yeah, I'm thinking of My Boys. Yeah. That's one hundred percent. My Boys, which started on NBC and yeah. then oh, really? went to TBS. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of. That's another show that yeah, yeah. I watched, but he remembers me watching that one. <laughs> yeah, I, she watches, and the irony being that, like, I. Am, you know, uh, a TV professional, ostensibly. Uh, yet I don't watch all that much TV anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, she generally has me covered on most things and, like, will tell me, oh, no, this is good. You need to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Like, she finally got me to sit down and finish Good Place a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I'm so glad I did. Yeah? Because uh, I, I, I watched all of it. Yeah. I didn't love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, are, are you, <laughs> you again? I just thought it was one. well done. I yes. thought the ending, what they did, was well done. Yeah, yeah, that ending. That because I was really concerned. I was like, "How do you sustain right. this We're, past one season?" Was, Gonna go so ahead. Was, my argument yeah. was to have that twist sooner. I was hanging in because I was like, "I want to see how this gets sustained." So yeah. I do like how they did it, but yeah, it could have maybe been sooner. And I, I feel a little bit that it the was main a long character break was. Too. Yeah, yeah, their schedule was really, really weird. Yeah, which is they probably just said oh we need to write to that twist yeah, in maybe. season one because we don't know if we're getting a season two I've, I've heard it plays fair from people that have gone back and I, I want to say like either Devin Faraci or uh, one of the TV guys that mm-hmm. I follow Nathan Rabin I think said that like if he went back and rewatched it and it plays fair like it, okay. it doesn't like there's no it's noticeable like yeah like there's, there's nothing scene. that doesn't quite work okay um, yeah I, I still think it was miscast okay Kristen Bell Kristen or, Bell love her 
love Veronica Mars. Love sure. that. She's great. But I felt like it needed, because I even like posted on Facebook, like, one of the girls from Broad City. Like, it should have been someone like that. Sure. Like, or like Aubrey Plaza. Well, yeah. And a I little think, darker. A little... I think that's a perception thing with her. Because when this first came out, a bunch of people were like, oh, like, this is so weird for me to see, like, Kristen Bell is a bad person. I'm like, oh, honey, you haven't watched House of Lies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I've true. seen her. Right, I've watched right, all of House person. of Lies. I've seen her be much more terrible. Yeah, yeah. Swearing, drinking, fucking everything. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you mean forking? No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's one of those yeah. things. I think people who have seen House of Lies are like, this is great. And people who haven't are like, I don't know if Kristen Bell can do this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you need to go. It's just like, I don't. You I, need to go see her fuck Don Cheadle for three seasons. I just I just don't know if, I just don't know if Anna or Elsa, I can never remember which one she is. It would, would be, would, would, would do, would do a swear or a sin or a sex. Right, because I, I buy her as a terrible. The, the, the other woman is Elsa. Why can't I remember her name? Now? I, I never can either. I know who oh, the voice the actress, actors are, uh, but. Adina Menzel. Adina Menzel, thank you. Adele oh, Adele Dazeem. Yeah. Yep, Adele Dazeem. Otherwise known as. A.K.A. Uh, Adele, Adele you know, Dazeem. Like Kristen Bell, she's great in House of Lies as sort of that power player, you know, as yeah. a great power suit on, yeah. and, you know, ball breaker. But in Good Place, she's supposed to be like a broke, scumbag, yeah. kind of con woman-ish, you know. like Sure. I feel like the flashback stuff with her almost works better than the actual stuff that's taking place in the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like when they finally like had those episodes that. with her yeah. and her roommates. Yeah. yeah, that was good. I like that. I like how they just took the structure of Lost and were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make it a comedy now." <laughs> oh yeah. Um, it, like, cause it's it's exactly that. Like, yeah. it's flashbacks. It's a sort of gradually revealed mystery. Only I think they uh, no, had their shit together yeah. a little more <laughs> but uh, no on Ted Good Danson. Place. Yeah, no yeah. Ted. No Ted. Da- I but I Ted feel Danson's like, kind of like. Um, uh, oh yeah, what's his, what's his uh, fuck the uh, from uh, uh, person, person of interest? interest yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just want every, I feel like every program could benefit by Ted Danson in a bow tie playing like a whimsical yeah, yeah. old man. Yeah. So I guess going back to Bunheads, how would it have yes. been improved <laughs> if there was a whimsical Ted Danson? Ooh. There was the old guy that, that the mom liked. Yeah, she had a sort of a side piece. Yeah. Well, she never had a, her own piece, but like. No, yeah. <laughs> she had like a gentleman caller that would stop by every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, there was a man. Yeah. He was a very charming man. That uh, yeah, the mother would like go off with every once. So that was a little jarring too. Like in the yeah. show, like every once in a while, Kelly Bishop would not even be there. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they clearly just couldn't pay to have her yeah. on every episode, <laughs> and also yeah. do all the production numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those girls were great though, and I'm sad that yeah. I haven't seen them the, do more since then. I saw the girl who played Sasha was in the, the new Gilmore Girls. Oh, she was in the affair too. Yeah, yeah, she's she was the daughter a, in the affair. Okay, she was a small character in the Gilmore Girls. Uh, oh, right, specials as like they the, the Buzzfeed. Yeah, the girl who owns the website. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, you don't you never see the other girls. No, which is a shame because they were all really great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I guess ABC Family is not one oh, yeah. season it's on ABC Family pad. is not the launch pad that yeah. one might hope. Well, I mean, even like. It's always funny to me, like, watching a show that ran for, like, seven or eight years, just assuming, oh, all the main cast members are going to be fine. Well, actually, did you watch all the new Gilmore Girls? I have not even watched the old Gilmore Girls. He's not a Gilmore Girls person, but, like, yeah, maybe if Bunheads had been on, we wouldn't have had those, and that would have been okay. Because, (laughs) you know, the running gag in the new Gilmore Girls was the the 30-year-olds that moved back. That One of the Bunheads is... One of the thirty. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. But it's tiny, but bit it's a part. really tiny small. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, Amy Sherman Palladino does like to use the same people yeah. over and over again. Um, <laughs> so she's got fucking, like a sort of like um, Aaron Sorkin-y, Wes Anderson rep. What's his name? The guy who's Kirk. The, yeah, is in it from Gilmore Girls. Oh, the, Sean Gunn. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say he's the the brother of the James James Gunn's brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Which in I'm it. glad I've not seen Gilmore Girls before I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, that would have been way too distracting. It I was imagine. very yeah. distracting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, because I mean, if, if Bunheads had lived, maybe she wouldn't have had time to do that to right. us with the. Uh... Well, and then younger. Have you guys seen? I've younger? seen younger. No. So with, younger um, is on TV Land. Yeah, it's on. It's on TV Land, and it's it stars Sutton Foster and yeah. Hilary Duff, who's actually also great. Yeah. Oh, I have. I, I've seen that with you. Yeah, that I've, thing. I've yeah. watched. Yeah. I was gonna say that's another one I've definitely watched while you were yeah. around. And that's a great. It's almost like a soapy Breaking Bad because she's got this secret yeah. that she can't reveal. So the hook is that she's forty, uh, newly divorced, daughter about to go to college or is in college. Yeah. She can't find a job because she's just too old. She used to be in publishing. Sure. And she she's just too overqualified these... and been yeah. out of work for too long. Gotcha. She's too overqualified for low-level positions, mm-hmm. and she's been out of work too long for high-level positions. Yeah. So <laughs> I work in publishing. Yeah. That is actually very <laughs> accurate. Yeah, so she <laughs> pretends she's 25. Right. She gets total like makeover. Yep, and just uh, makes a fake resume and pretends she's young. So it's a, it's a ladybugs situation. <laughs> Um, is this the soccer uh, yeah. Roddy Dangerfield? <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, it, it was it, it was a, a perennial classic on Showtime when I was seven. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, like I've around, never seen it. What was the Little Giants? Yeah, it was it it was Rod it was Rodney and it was the kid from Latin no not Last Action Hero Sidekicks Sidekicks the, filmed in Houston Texas. Oh really? Uh, funded by <laughs> I don't know but yeah because uh, Chuck Norris is in it. Sure. I think and uh, I think it was funded by a guy named Mattress Mac. Okay. Gallery Furniture. Every Anyone in Houston would know this guy. He would dress up as a mattress. Okay. And do, I'll save you money. And then, you know, throw money at the camera. All right. <clears throat> and it turns out he's a super racist guy that thinks a race war is coming. Well, it doesn't surprise me that Texas. Mattress Mac. We had a guy. Well, Texas. Yeah. Brandon lived in Texas for a little bit when well, he was I lived in Texas for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex suburb of Grapevine. Ooh. Um, yeah. We had a guy back and in... And your family... Well, your uncle's still My uncle's still, still there. out there, yeah. yeah. Um, we, had a, we had a similar guy in Charlotte. Uh, there was this company called Apple Auto Sales that had this... Uh, their mascot was this guy, Reverend Rob. And, their, and Reverend Rob commercials ran from about when I was in kindergarten until, like, the tail end of high school. Wow. And he was just this, like, evangelical preacher who... Someone would come in like crying, like, oh, Reverend Rob, I got to, you know, I got to pay for this car, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. And he goes, you know, that's fine. At Apple Auto Sales, we're healing. And when he would say we're healing, he'd just pound them in the forehead and they'd fall over. Oh, nice. And it it even escalated to another auto insurance company in town had a wrestler for a mascot. And after (laughs) one of, at the end of one of their commercials, he turns to the camera and goes, Reverend Rob, I'm calling you out. And I was like, wow. oh, shit, mascot race war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm from New England. We just had, <laughs> we had Bob's Discount Furniture, and that guy is still kicking. <laughs> he is still, eventually, when I was in middle school, he added a lady. I don't know if he got married or just added a lady. But now there's a, a court mandated. There's like a woman. <laughs> I don't, well, it used to be just him, and he would just talk to you about his furniture. And then somewhere when I was in middle school, this woman started being in the commercials, too. And they, they still do. They're, they're huh. both still making new commercials. Um. He's not the Bob's guy. Discount Furniture. 
come to my and my favorite part of Bob's dis- and they're not like absurd really they're just really ubiquitous yeah, yeah, um yeah. and he does have a very distinct voice um but my favorite one is they have they're they're like um damaged and and like their oh, discount yeah. stuff they're like as is is all in this one place that he refers to as the pit <laughs> come check out my furniture in the pit come scoop out a, a yeah, couch like, from the like, pit and then yeah. come check out the as is furniture in the pit and I'm like that sounds horrifying yeah Ooh, I, if they had like a claw that you could yeah, right? and now we're talking yeah That's or if million. or if it was just like just really hot in there <laughs> yeah you had to fight someone for a it's always just you and this other person. Uh, you're just explaining Ikea now. Yeah. The last time I was oh, in Ikea, I, I shit you not, I saw a woman just like openly weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and I don't know about... what the situation, I mean, yeah. she was there with another person, something might have happened. But if I've never been in Ikea without having a fight. You're right. Whoever decided to put cinnamon buns and coffee at the end of Ikea <laughs> was a fucking joke. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone's got a headache by the end yeah. of our, Ikea, right? Our relationship and commitment to each other has never been more tested <laughs> than when we're in Ikea. And it must work for them, right? Like, this is oh, scientifically yeah. proven, like, get oh, people yeah. anxious so that they just want to get out, buy something and get mm-hmm. out of there, right? Because like, generally when you're at Ikea, it's when you're in the process of moving, which is not unstressful. Right. So like yeah, your time just, is limited. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you, you been gotta, to the new one? I have not. Yeah, well, here. Burbank. Fun fact for everybody: here in Burbank, <laughs> they just opened a brand new IKEA that's, that's like the, the largest one in the country. Wow. Um, and it's replaced to the old one, and I have apparently it's a th- sight to behold. Yeah, some people like were camped out like, yeah. overnight. I have something of a case of IKEA TSD, <laughs> um, or post IKEA. Yeah, post IKEA yeah. stress disorder. That was the better goof, Brandon. Um. <laughs> I, I worked as a meatball set you off. Yep. <laughs> I, I worked on uh, that show, yeah, The Nick. That's not because of Ikea. Um, that like Soderbergh thing. Oh, yeah. A few years ago. And that we shot that in Brooklyn, but we brought in like a preposterous number of people from <laughs> Los Angeles. And over the course of the first month of this show, I spent well over 24 hours in Ikea Ooh. by myself, <laughs> minimum two or three carts at a time. Wow. And, uh, a month later had two bulging discs in my lower back. And aside from like that being awful, the Ikea in Brooklyn is like, I'm pretty sure a hell mouth. uh, Cause the the lines are always an hour North. Yeah, Yeah, basically they're Um, crazy long. Somehow there's no service in the entire building. It takes an hour and a half to check out service in the entire building. (laughs) And then another media blackout. You have no idea what's going on outside. Like if you go near a window, you can sometimes get Get some reception, but you have to fight 10 people to get there. Yeah. Yeah, It's super weird. I don't know what it is about Ikea buildings, but I've never been in an Ikea where I get good service. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and I guess that makes sense too, because one of the annoying things I learned about Ikea during that whole process is, uh, they just forgot to deliver a chair to us one day and I spent a week trying to track it down there's no way to directly call an ikea store right every ikea store is you have to call the hive first you, yeah you can call their like you know nerve center and even then they can only tell you like well they should have some of these chairs they might not but uh we have no way of knowing yeah and then yeah, they'll... when you look online too it says like most likely in stock at yep. your ikea when you look it up <laughs> and then they'll you can call them and they'll keep you on hold for an hour and a half and then either hang up on you or send you to the same empty voicemail yeah, line. Yeah. I'm still waiting for about eight calls from Ikea, and that was 2013. <laughs> but one, actually, yeah. one great thing about Ikea, because, and a lot of, I, I discovered recently, this is a little known fact, um, is 
you have something from Ikea. There's nothing to be done about that. You're now at that situation where we're here. There's stuff in your house from Ikea. Mm -hmm. You move house and you've lost some fucking bookshelf pegs. <laughs> you can go in there and if you go to the area where there's returns, it's returns oh, yeah. and spare parts. Yeah. And if there's any part of any Ikea thing that you're missing or like if you got something and it was missing something, you go in with the number and they'll just give it to you. Yeah. yeah. In Brooklyn, you got to wait an hour and a half. But but the point yeah. is, they'll they'll give them. And I've had people. I was talking to someone recently who's like, I got this thing, and it was like missing a thing, and I don't know what to do. And I was like, you could just go get one. They were like, what do you mean? I was like, they'll just give you one. Yeah, you just yeah. have to go there. Yeah, I had to do a special order a missing piece. Oh, yeah. like it wasn't even in the box. Ugh. And that's yeah. annoying. Like, I've had one. That's what happened to me to once. Like I was missing assembling it, yeah. and then there's a missing fucking piece. Yeah. Like, you just Ugh. go through the roof. Yeah, it's a bummer that it only. Lasted a season, but I would, but I would definitely recommend like, it. Like I think everyone should check it out. There's uh, a whole uh, "Oh Captain, my Captain" gag at the end. Oh, good. Yeah, but it's like really moving. Like I was crying. Yeah, nice. It's yeah, very yeah. moving. Do you think this is one of those shows where if, because it, it has a pretty sizable cult following, from what I gathered, does it? I, don't, uh, I think I don't so. Really know anybody yeah. else? I was so excited I mean, when you really wanted to. Discuss oh yeah, yeah. The the, the Guilford gals are still huge. <laughs> I was um, so excited when you who do you wanted to talk about it. I don't know anybody else who'd seen it. I feel like like if you're a super fan of Buffy, that's the equivalent of loving Gilmore Girls, and this is sort of like the Dollhouse. Yeah, you know, like all right, sure. Like it was, done, it was good, like, and you you watched it, but yeah, maybe it was good. I mean, yeah, it was it was good. Um, but again, I just maybe if it stayed on longer, we wouldn't have been subjected to those Netflix. Yeah, I have. I have quite a lot of beef with the Netflix. Okay, specials. let's 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 uh, okay, let's, let's get into that. Yeah, because some people hated that. She's got beef. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people did. Yeah, um, there were parts of it I thought were very well done. Mm -hmm. I think, and again, a lot of this has to do with that. Kelly Bishop is just phenomenal and can do anything. Her yeah. storyline was incredible. Yeah. Her storyline of like again grief and mm -hmm. and all that stuff was incredible. Um, I did start having like a sobbing fit once, but that's something I shouldn't <laughs> get into publicly. Um, but I, I just was like, it Rory's one Rory storyline was just like it's like look. First off, Rory has always been an idiot. She's always been stupid. Always. Even in the original one. I went and rewatched it and I was like, what are you doing? You're stupid. Like when she was 16, it was fine. But then like she never seemed to mature emotionally past 16. Yeah. Like I am an almost 30 year old who just lost her job. And like you fucking make it work. You don't mm -hmm. whine about it and like hope that something just magically gets she's fixed for you. definitely privileged. Like, yeah. She's got she's, that. And, you know, she never has to really work ever, a day in her life. And um, my other, my other yeah. issue was that was was Luke and Lorelai's relationship? It's like they'd forgot to be in a relationship for yeah, the past that seven was, years. Yeah, that's the part like, that bothered was, me the most. Like, what was going on? Else... Like it seemed like nobody's relationship, their relationship, hadn't progressed in seven years. Yeah, like, they should have come up with some other thing for them to need to go through. Yeah, because they threw in the, his daughter in that for one second. That season, April, like in the fifth, sixth season. Yeah, April was there, and then she was in this for one second again. Just she was yeah. always so funny. She was always delightful. That yeah, actress yeah. is just hysterical. But that was that felt like just a uh, fabricated little thing to like a speed bump for the sure the Luke and Lorelai relationship. Yeah, that was one of the the things I generally heard about this show. Uh, is it felt like they just took all the storylines they should have done had she been on the last season, mm -hmm. uh, and then just did them now because it's ten years later. Yeah. They don't have the like, I, like I, I looked up what the ending was, 
Um, and it's and I just because I wanted to know what the final four words were because they've been mm-hmm. talking about it for fucking ever. Yeah. Um, Jack, we have to go back. And it would have <laughs> make and, America and I, like, Island. and I feel like it would have it would have worked symbolically and. Rory makes poor choices wise and all these other things had it been done 10 years ago. But now it's just like, what are you stupid? I mean, the thing I did like, like it felt, it felt forced. Like she was forced into having this weird affair with Logan. She was forced into doing all these things. Just everything was forced into her still being able to use like those final four words. Right. I mean, I do think that I liked the symmetry of then, you know, the daughter being pregnant now. Yeah. And then almost spoilers. Made, whatever. Oh, yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to an episode about bunheads, you've <laughs> yeah. you've watched yeah. the Guilford Gals. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like then, um, you know, basically she's restarting her relationship with Lorelai, but now she's the new. Yeah. Mom, but it should have been. But at younger. the same time, it should have been younger. Like it's yeah, like they it basically because Lorelai got pregnant when she was sixteen. Yeah. The whole point was that she was yeah. sixteen and she had no choices and she was out of she didn't know what to do. So they basically like forced Rory into this like infantile I have yeah. no job I have no this I have no yeah. money I have no anything situation which I wish just to make it more parallel such which, a like, millennial <laughs> well and then that's what the reoccurring joke with the 30 year olds moving back with their oh. parents was kind of about but yeah. if you know because everyone had such high hopes for Rory so it, it almost felt like because like in the last it episode just she was about to earned. go on the campaign trail to follow Barack Obama yeah. around Oh. Like I think that was like the last. Yeah, like, and she did, I made it. and she but did, then never, and then it's like, like but then what? You never like got another byline art- after yeah, that. And like then she wrote one article. Like it just felt like. Yeah, it felt like she wrote yeah. one New Yorker article in ten years, and then right. like I I don't know. Yeah, like they, it, felt, they, it felt like it's how the the media worked ten years ago. The only right. person that, ironically, the only person that it feels like progressed at all emotionally or in their life in the past ten years was Jess. Yeah, yeah. He was the only person yeah. that seems to have had anything happen to them in ten years. Right. He's the uh, French guy. No. <laughs> What? He's the guy from. Uh, oh no, that's that's Michelle. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's Jess is the. No, Jess is Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Or from one of us. What is the? He's this, this is, is us? he's on this is us. Yeah. Now. Oh, okay. Another one of us. Another program I have I've, I've yet to. He was on Heroes. To watch. Yeah, Heroes. Which hero was he? The hero. Wasn't he the main? Yeah. He was. Oh, it was he was. Like he was fly. He, he could fly. fly. Oh, he was a nurse. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's a show that Sylvester I gave Swan, up on very quickly. Yeah, I, I, Heroes bummed me out so bad to the point where my senior thesis project was a superhero TV pilot where my edict was do the opposite of everything Heroes yeah. did because it yeah. made me so mad. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't, I gave up on it pretty quick. Yeah, that's, that's a, a show that should have just ended at season one. Yeah. 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 Like the biggest Instead of coming was... back for like nine more versions. Like right. they just kept mm-hmm. trying to bring it back. Yeah. Stop trying to make Heroes happen. Yeah. yeah. Like from that movie I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, he's never seen Mean Girls. What? Yeah, th- this. Okay, so then because yeah. Bunheads is also is it feels like a stepdaughter of Mean Girls. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. this podcast is basically just becoming like me slowly reviewing all of the like '90s rom coms yeah, yeah. or teen like teen yeah. coms yeah. that I never saw. We talked last week about how he's never seen Ten Things I Hate About You. Wow. Which I think he needs to because he'll suddenly, even after ten years, just understand so much about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if he just watches that movie and then realizes yeah, a, I watched that movie, movie at yeah. a very yeah. formative time yeah. in my life. I mean, because it's Taming of the Shrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I I think yeah. I knew that. Yeah. yeah. Or if I didn't, I'm just going to say one's taming, That one's Taming of the Shrew, and You're the Man is Twelfth Night. 
and that's the soccer one with Amanda Bynes. I was gonna say, is that the Amanda Bynes one? That I'm pretty sure you have seen because my room, my college roommate Kristen and I used to watch it all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and House Bunny is Richard the Third. Right. No, but actually, that movie has its merits. Yeah, House Bunny. Yeah. All right, let's hey, hear. That's let's where hear your... Emma Stone, right? Uh, yeah. Movie? Well, first off, Anna Faris because she's brilliant oh, yeah. and hysterical. Sorry, let's let's uh, let's let's turn the tables a little. Let's hear your house your uh, yeah, house elevator bunny. pitch for House Bunny. It, I mean, there's... and how how it is or is not like Richard the Third. It is. I I actually don't know much about Richard the Third. Um, he sucks. Instead He's a of dick. Disfigured. She's really hot. Like, it's yeah. The opposite. Yeah. That's his burden. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's certainly things about it that are problematic, but one, Anna Faris is a brilliant comedian oh, and yeah. she makes mm-hmm. a lot of the like crazy, there's like a lot of physical comedy in it and she sure. makes it work and it's a, at its, it's heart, it's Revenge actually of the like, Nerds. it is a little oh, bit of, yeah. sort of, but not in the same problematic way that <laughs> Revenge, no, it's not as rapey. It's sure, not as rapey. Yeah. Well, for them, it's actually more about like self-discovery, you know, she's like this super hot playboy girl who gets kicked out of the playboy mansion and she ends up the house mom for this like group of Uh, just like nerds like this misfit oh okay this like misfit um sorority and so she's like the opposite of everything that these girls like think they want to be or think they stand for and they kind of end up like teaching each other things like she she learns that like maybe she can exist in this world without having to just rely on that she's a playboy bunny and be really hot Mm -hmm. and they you know kind of learn from her about like confidence and like doing us and like doing things for themselves and and like taking control of like it's a lot it's a movie a lot about agency oh, yeah fair enough yeah yeah both both yeah like, like it's owning actually your sexuality like owning and, your sexuality yeah, yeah. and making choices and like yeah, yeah i don't know it's actually it's it's a lot better than you would give it credit for yeah fair yeah. enough that i i I was just trying to remember another like similar movies to those, and that was the first one that Easy came to mind. A? Oh, yeah, Easy A, A. Yeah, that's yeah, Emma Stone one. Yeah, that one's Emma Stone. Um, fucking. But that one is the Scarlet Letter. Oh yeah, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're hey, right. You know, we're noticing a trend here. Like, yeah. you can easily pick a classic and then uh, make it a a girl teen but drama. But that one, <laughs> yep. But that one is the Scarlet Letter, like on its face. Like that's why she. She's, yeah, they call it out. Yeah, she calls yeah. it out. She. Does it as a social? You've never seen this, but no, I, I legit, ah. I can't even she remember wears, the name of the movie we're talking about. She Easy A, she, Easy uh, it's A, Emma Stone, right. and she decides to start like as a social experiment. Decides to start like dressing slutty and wearing like a red A on her. Oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Uh, things kind of get out of hand. Oh, okay, yeah. But again, great movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> bunheads. Brandon yeah. hasn't seen a lot of things. I, I, I had there. There's that, I that haven't whole. I have seen a lot of things, but I haven't seen a lot of like classic things that everybody assumes everybody. Right? Seen. Am I? Yeah. Did this podcast start from the whole Die Hard thing? No, uh, oh, no. But I haven't seen Die Hard either. Ne- neither, neither yeah. have I. But over Christmas, I was the stage manager for Wonderful yeah. Life, and the opposite show they were doing was a very Die Hard Christmas, which is not really Die Hard, but I saw many parts of that during rehearsal. <laughs> So I know the premise of Die Hard and all the characters of Die Hard. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. I did see the the one that came out like ten years ago on a very shitty date with the guy I dated before Brandon. Uh-oh. Was that the Justin Long one? Yeah, yeah. Was that Die? That one was better than the Russian one. It was the Justin Long one. Which one was that? Live free or Die? Live free or Die Hard? Yeah. And then Die Hard Forever. What was the Russian one? Ah. Uh, I just remember the tagline was Yippee Kaye Mother Russia," and I was like, 
I'm fucking in. That's and that's awesome. great. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I would watch the shit out yeah. of that movie. Yeah, yeah. Movie. yeah. I mean, I did. Well, especially because the who they cast as his son, they look like the same age. So it was like, how is oh, that your son? Oh yeah. yeah, that's weird. Though yeah. you know, it, it now it doesn't surprise me that Yippee Mother Russia is now you know the new motto of the United oh. States. Apparently. <laughs> oh, did you see? Yeah. Did either of you see the story that at CPAC this weekend? Uh, oh, somebody God. handed out. No, no, no. Okay. So, oh, I did. So when we're taping this, uh, the the CPAC has just wrapped up. And somebody handed out a bunch. Someone came in and handed out a bunch of flags, Russian flags with Trump's name on it. Oh, Jesus. And people didn't know that that's what it was. So they were waving them. And then eventually someone noticed and security was going around confiscating them and telling people, like, if you have one or you wave that, like, if you don't give it up or if you don't give it back and if you wave these, like, you're going to be kicked out. Because there was one guy that was like, I think this is hysterical. Nobody yeah. has a sense of humor anymore. He's well, like, I want to save it as a souvenir. And they were like, no, you have to leave. He's like, fine, then I'll leave. I'm taking it. Yeah, that's so fascinating what's happening now because like CPAC they used to be the worst of the fucking worst and like and now it's and worse now than that. they're calling out like the alt-right and yeah it's like what the fuck now yeah you guys but look, yeah it was during like angels compared to it was during Trump's speech someone handed out flags to everyone in the audience <laughs> that were Russian flags to say Trump yeah, but of course middle. Republicans now support Russia like they love yeah. Russia now like that's uh, yeah we, they've, 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 they've always loved Russia that's that's <laughs> that's it's really how it's always been if you think about it yeah Reagan <sighs> said Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall put up a bigger one yeah Mr. Yeah. Gorbachev be my bestie yeah <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev you up yeah Mr. Gorbachev, mm. you're a killer. We're all killers. Yeah. Right? Who says we're not? New phone. Who this? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That 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 man is a hero. That man is is something of uh, of a hero. I love how it's just just trolling the Trump administration has yeah. become. The guy that was like, I love it. I'm not giving it up. But oh, <laughs> my, my favorite was uh, a couple weeks ago. Everyone found out that. Sean Spicer has a public Venmo account. Oh, yeah. So people started re- either requesting money from yeah. him or sending him their two cents. Yeah, yeah. I think I think somebody found Kellyanne's, too. To be clear, the guy who passed them out was a protester. It was not. It was uh, somebody it who snuck in. and. and oh, of course. Yeah, but that's that's what's so infuriating. It's like, yeah, you do that, and then they take it, and they like it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah we are for Russia. Like, I mean, don't, yeah. don't get me wrong. Well, Every... I mean, that guy was not... The guy who refused to give it up, he was not saying, like, yeah, we are for Russia. He was like, honestly, it was clever. That's his thing. He was like, honestly, it was clever. And, like, I kind of want to save it as, like, a piece of, like, historical, like, memorabilia. He's like, he was like, it's like nobody has a sense of humor anymore. Like, yeah, I I disagree with what they were protesting. But, like, it was clever. And they got in here and they did it. Yeah. All right. So he was more. It was more like it was more like game recognized game okay. than, than yeah. like yeah we're for than being Russia. Too dumb to, yeah, yeah, he was just like you know like I respect that they they managed to do it. <laughs> I mean every every political statement I've made for the past like five six months has been personally paid for by George Soros. Oh yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of today, really? the sponsor every, of today's, we gotta all cash our checks. Every tweet, every tweet you've made too. at Paul Ryan. Every single tweet where I've called uh, Paul Ryan a fuck knuckle or a twat rocket. <laughs> Uh, or that's just his, just a bigot you, and a coward. You just hear a ching ching. Yep. Yeah, that's his yeah. personal way of dealing. Yeah. He just yeah, tweets me too. directly at Paul Ryan. First, it was Pat McCrory. I I, I did it. <laughs> I tweeted pretty much every day at Pat McCrory because he's from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm from North Carolina, and, and Pat Ooh, McCrory. Wow, yeah. Pat McCrory is also like a 
distant family friend. I've met really? him. I've met him once. Is wow. that your dad's funeral? It was at, my, it was at the the visitation uh, the day oh, before my no. dad's funeral, and I was there with my mom, and I, I was just exhausted because like twenty five hundred people showed up to this fucking thing. Holy shit! And you were exhausted. I had to stand behind you in heels the whole time. That is true. Wow. Um, I was just emotionally wiped. And I'm sitting I'm there with kidding. my mom. Obviously, your thing was worse. I'm just making <laughs> a joke. <laughs> I don't know. Heels are pretty tough. I'm just, I just want to make a joke. Me and, me and Karen, we're both standing back there slowly taking one heel off and then the other heel off because both our feet hurt so bad. You know, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you got beef. Yeah. I'm going to take that away from you. <laughs> um, Don't think I won't change your phone password. So, uh, so. Hey, that's a good one. My mom is talking to this this guy. Turns out it's Pat McCrory, who is the mayor at that point. Um, okay. And I made some sort of off-color joke. I don't remember what it was. Just something I said because I was exhausted and like yeah. had stopped giving a fuck hours ago. Yeah, yeah. Also, because you just like making off-color jokes that your family doesn't understand. That too. <laughs> I I will often you say, get paid for that too. Right? I do. That's yeah, that's yeah. another. That's the sort of special. That's, that's what his trust fund is for. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he makes an off-color joke, there's another dollar added. Yep. My trust fund has forty-eight million dollars. Um, and so I, my mom was like, "That's uh, you know, that was that was the mayor." And at that moment, I was like. Oh, oh, geez! Like I felt, I felt bad. I was embarrassed. But now I wish I'd said it worse. I wish, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and yeah. I. So after you from the go election, back in time to that moment and punch it, him in the face. Exactly. <laughs> you, it's like what was that for? You'll know. Yeah. Um. The 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 funny part being, from the election, uh, if you if you're not familiar with North Carolina politics, um, Pat McCrory clearly lost to Roy yeah. Cooper by but about twelve thousand, about ten thousand votes. Um. But they went on about the whole, there was voter fraud, all yeah. all of the bullshit things that Republicans yeah. were doing. It was Brown people voted. Not, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not defending him, but to give this more context, it was still like uncalled well into the day after oh, election yeah. day. Like yeah. it was really, really close. Like yeah. for a while it was a margin of like 2000 votes. Wow. Yeah. It was, so this it was is not, this is not like he like lost in a landslide and wouldn't concede. It was like, there was some, yeah. there was some merit to waiting at first. Yeah. And, <laughs> and first, it was one of those things yeah. like, and their, their big complaint was that it was within about 500 votes for most of the night. But then there was some issue in, I think Raleigh Durham, where they had to hand count a bunch of votes. So those didn't come in until like one in the morning. And Raleigh Durham is a very liberal county of mm-hmm. North Carolina right, as tech, as tech liberal. Corridor, right? or yeah, yeah, the, the, research, corridor, the research triangle. There's a lot of colleges there, right? Yeah. Um, so like it's as, So people in a yeah. bubble who don't know anything. As yep. ri- yeah, as <laughs> liberalism in North Carolina goes, that's right. gonna be yeah. one of the And so my uh so I just for the next month just kept tweeting at Pat McCrory like concede the you know the people of North Carolina don't want your bigotry anymore uh, and sometimes a lot more colorful a lot more flowery um, but about halfway through that process um, a friend of my brother's who I who I haven't seen in eight years or whatever mm-hmm. uh, commented on one of my things it was like you know you sure talk a lot of shit for somebody. You know, uh, at somebody who stood in your kitchen, you know, and offered their condolences when your father died. And I was like, OK, look, and, and, and I, I, I deleted it because I didn't want to have I yeah, didn't want to yeah. have that conversation. Right. I, I've just taken to just deleting all. Yeah, yeah. Which came from basically him and my dad's old IT guy. So like I whatever, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they uh, and I said, uh, but I was like, that doesn't 
no, okay. Someone could have done something nice in the past, right. but it doesn't mean they still haven't wrecked our state economically yeah. and, uh, you know, politically through sheer bigotry. Yeah. So, like, yes, I'm glad. I like that he did that. That was a nice thing to right. do. But also, now it's 2017. It's eight years later. Fuck Pat McCrory yeah. in his stupid face hole. Yeah, yeah. You know what doesn't have politics in it? Bunheads? Bunheads. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what it does have? What? Some real, like, sick Pacific Northwest vistas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 It's supposed to take place in the Pacific it's Northwest. A, it's a Northwest. It's very pretty. Nice. Yeah. I think they, f- they filmed it probably, like, in Warner I think Brothers. in Vancouver, yeah. probably. Oh, you think? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. But well, let's yeah. look. We have the magical internet. I mean, it's definitely supposed to feel like it's this, like, Solana Beach or Portland. Yeah, like sure. North yeah. California. There's now, a town called Paradise. Okay. Yeah. Now, Bunhead, since it only... Of course it is. <laughs> sort of a, like, final-ish question. Mm-hmm. Is this going to... Does Bunhead's have an ending? It does, because the, the reoccurring... Because in the pilot, you know, she's a showgirl in Vegas. Oh, actually... Yeah, it was it was filmed here. It was filmed hey. here in L.A. Both of the buildings are on. Um, they're out on the ranch in Malibu, the Warner Brothers Ranch. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they were dancing among the ghosts of Hawkeye and Trapper John. <laughs> and but oh, actually, Jamie sorry, Farr was still not, there. It's not the Warner Brothers Ranch. I apologize. No. It is the Calamingos Ranch. Oh, it is not me. strictly a movie ranch, though they do have a lot of filming there. It's bigger um. than Disneyland and serves a number of roles. <laughs> so she uh, is a dancer. She finally gets a big audition. You know, this is all in the pilot. She sure. shows up. The director doesn't even want to see her dance. She's like, he's like, no. Ugh. So she's crushed. So there's a reoccurring like thing in the whole series, the whole season, that is she going to get back out there and put her, you know, put herself back on the line to audition again. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, I also, the the restaurant that the girls go to a lot, apparently, is the same restaurant that used to be the Crashdown Cafe in Roswell. Oh. Yeah. That's a show I haven't heard about in a million years. I've never years. seen one minute of Roswell. Me neither. Neither have I. I just thought that that was funny. <laughs> was, was Roswell a, a Chris Carter jam? I don't think so. I'm thinking Millennium. I think yeah. I'm thinking Millennium. Millennium, yeah. Um. Because well, that, that's always my problem with a, with a show that runs for a year yeah. is, you know, no matter how good they are, they tend to not wrap up satisfyingly. And, and right. the blue balls from that just drives me up yeah. the wall. Oh, yeah. Like Freaks and Geeks. Like, yeah. Yeah. This so one... Freaks and Geeks has the best maybe final scene of any show I've ever seen. Yeah. This yeah. had a pretty heartbreaking ending. And I don't know. It was I think it was a wrap up, but it was not the one that you would have wanted for the characters. Right. It's certainly, it certainly is an ending, but it's a sad one. Yeah. It's melancholy. Gotcha. It's, it's melancholy. Yeah. So I think it's not the dream wrap up for the show, right. but it does, it does end solidly. Yeah. It ends okay. solidly. It's not like there's a cliffhanger well, or there's like a lot, like you could imagine these people keep going with their lives on, on your own. And, mm-hmm. and the, the pattern is there. But it is a melancholy ending. Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's such stylized dialogue. Everybody's, like, quipping and rapid-fire quips. But it, it, it's got that they're grieving. Like, sure. just underneath the surface, they're all, like, yeah. just basically stopping themselves from crying. I would say and, the whole show is, you know. in its own way, about different kinds of grief. Um, okay. You know, there's the yeah. there's the mother grieving for her son. There's, there's Michelle grieving for 
just like her life and her husband she didn't get to know the yeah. girls are all kind of grieving for their own things in their own way. There's mm-hmm. the the one girl, Sasha's grieving kind of for her family. Mm-hmm. There's, oh, I forgot her name, but there's the other girl that's kind of grieving for that. She wants nothing more than to be a prima ballerina, but she just like doesn't have the right body type, which yeah, is... Yeah, her name's Boo. Boo, yeah. which I understand. Oh, yeah, like she, a, she lived next to... No, stop, uh, <laughs> don't make a joke. Um, like, and there is, and yes, that is like a little bit of a stereotype in a ballet thing, but... It's not dealt with in a way like she doesn't then become like anorexic or all these other things. Like she's just kind of dealing with the fact that like she's a very talented dancer, but she's never going to get the role she wants in Mm -hmm. the current like ballet climate. And so her trying to decide like, do I do something else? Do I do different kind of dance? Like how do I find myself as a dancer when I'm never going to be Sasha? Right. And they acknowledge like even I think it's even in the pilot where the the Kelly Bishop character, Fanny, 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 I think. Uh, it basically says, boo, you know, yeah, you're not built like a ballerina. You're big bone, you know, you have a little bit of a belly. That doesn't mean you should stop trying. Sure. Like, yeah, keep trying. That's, that's the whole point is you keep trying. So, but it's okay. like, yeah, it's yeah. about, you know, grief for your dreams, grief for other people, grief for ideas. There's a lot yeah. of grief over ideas in this show. Okay. The idea of family, the idea of yeah. your future, the idea of your dreams, but it's it's really interesting. It's like a really interesting, introspective yeah. kind of thing that you wouldn't expect from what it was built. It was not built that way. Like it was not advertised right. that way when it was yeah, advertised. Advertised as a teen. Yeah, it was just like advertised as like dancing. a teen show about dancers, yeah. and like it is not that. But it's beautiful, and it is beautifully shot. Yeah. And yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. Might have to might have to check that one out. Yeah. The, I would say the pilot is structurally a little off. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, like, there's a lot that happens in the they pilot. They cram a lot. Like, pilots are rarely good. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. definitely, you have to watch the pilot for the premise. Don't start on episode two, but right. do give episode two a chance. Yeah, okay. basically, watch one and two back to back, and that'll, okay. that'll set the table for you. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, I don't know if you. And have I any... think is it streaming on Netflix right now? Uh, I bought them on iTunes. Let me see if they're streaming anywhere. I pay for my media. Might be on the Hoo Hoo. Well, I mean, I pay for the subscription. (laughs) All right. I pay for... Yeah, it might be on Hulu. I paid for media once. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I think a lot of ABC families have Hulu. So, um... Uh, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Tell us, but as I'm Googling it, is there anything else you want to plug that we haven't talked about? Uh, if, uh, anybody out there, go see Search Party. Search Party is a TBS show. It's been one season. Uh, uh, Alia Shawkats from Arrested right. Development. I've heard that's very good. It's like sort of a, it's, it's billed as a millennial Nancy Drew. Okay. It's it does great. not seem to be streaming, but I, you can find it. Yeah. It's, it's on, there's only one season. Yeah. Just go buy it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Alia Shawkat and John Early. Yeah. And, um, who's fucking hilarious. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I saw him on a storytelling show at UCP like a year ago, and he was phenomenally nice. funny. That's, a, that's another one. Have, should I watch one and two? Because I tried. I tried to watch one, and I got like... Of Search Party? Yeah, I got like 15 minutes into it. And maybe this is just because we used to live in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was just hitting so many of the like, look how hipster we are things it gets so over hard that, it gets that I was over like, that. I can't. Yeah, I'm yeah. so mad. Especially because I heard an interview with the creators on NPR, mm-hmm. and they were saying like, oh, we didn't want to do like the millennial stereotypes. We wanted to like stay they away do. from yeah, that yeah. and all these things. And then I was watching it. I was like, that's all you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if, 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 it, it steers out of that by episode three. Okay, right. and it's definitely yeah. It's about the mystery, and then it's I won't even I won't spoil, but like, yeah, it's just it's very well done. Okay, very well done, excellent. Yeah. Um, 
and you, you can you can, can you also purchase bunheads on Amazon. There you oh. go. It it does. You can you can buy the whole season for thirty five dollars in HD. Oh yeah, that's worth it. Wonderful. Um, so you can be found on the internet. Yeah, uh, supermercadocomics.com. Please follow me on Instagram. Okay. At supermercadocomics. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, I can be found at Hell Yes Brandon on all of the internet bits and pieces. Uh, Beth can be found. I can be found at Girlodactyl. Please don't forget to tell Brandon what all of the best and cutest Pokemon really are. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to send send Beth your Beth and Diglett on the town yeah. fan art where they also kiss. All right. Well, I also want to just say that you can follow the show directly at Intuit Pod, and that this show is a production of Awesome Tech Industries. So with that that being said, uh, show over. Oh my god. <laughs> I love this dumb app. Yeah. Is that the one that has ham on it? Yep, yeah, yeah, ham is. Ham.